Good morning and welcome to Rise Paradise Podcast. Today is Tuesday, December 29, 2020. This is our second podcast and the last podcast for um, this year. My name is Moti Gambert. I'm the Chief Executive Officer for Rise Paradise. I have Monica Westphal here with me, who is the Chief Operating Officer for Rise Paradise, who will provide answers to the questions uh, on this podcast. Welcome and good morning, Monica. Good morning, Monty. Thank you. Today's topic uh, is going to be source of payment at residential care communities. Question number one, Monica. Um, does Rise Paradise accept any insurances? And if so, what kind and what is covered? The only insurance that is accepted to pay for a stay inside of Rise Paradise or any residential care community is long-term care insurance. Okay. If a resident has Medicare or Medi-Cal, does it cover anything in a residential care facility? And if so, what is or isn't covered? Okay, so um, let's start with Medicare. Uh, Medicare is a federally funded program, and it covers uh, hospital stays, physician visits, uh, physical therapy, labs and x-rays, medications, obviously minus any co-payments. And you also have uh, Medicare Part B that covers physical therapy, occupational, and speech therapy. Medi-Cal is a state-funded program, also known as Medicaid in some other states. Um, this is only used inside of skilled nursing facilities, rehab centers, also called convalescent homes. Because Rise Paradise is considered residential care facility, Medi-Cal is not something that is reimbursed for care. And Medicare, does Medicare cover any of the services at uh, long-term care facilities, such it, as Rise Paradise? It won't cover the actual care, but it will cover, as I indicated, physician visits and any professional services that are needed. Okay. So, right. So basically Medicare does not cover for the state at Rise Paradise. That is correct. Got it. What is the difference between Medicare uh, and Medi-Cal? Uh, if you can elaborate a little bit more about it, in the state of California. So again, Medicare is your federally funded program. Medi-Cal is your state funded program. Medicare will cover, um, if you need to go to the hospital, they'll cover the stay inside of a hospital. Once you're released from the hospital, whether you qualify for skilled nursing or not, um, then the your stay there is covered. But once you get to a residential care facility, nor Medicare or Medi-Cal cover your actual stay. I see. So let's jump into uh, long-term care uh, insurance. I hear that some people have it and some people don't have it. Can you tell me a little bit about what does long-term care insurance cover in a residential care facility? Sure. So long-term care insurance is an insurance that is purchased um, depending on when the resident or family member purchased it. It covers anything from all of your, your care inside of a, a residential care facility. So there's three levels. It is uh, assisted living, skilled nursing, and obviously your home care, which covers your care inside of your home. Every long-term care insurance policy is different. So it could be anything from a limited policy all the way through whatever the amount or fees that are required to provide care is covered through your insurance policy. It's all going to be based on the plan that each individual has. I see. And how do you get one if you choose to purchase one? So again, these are uh, there's criteria that each insurance company has to be able to um, obtain the policy. 
Once you meet the medical criteria that the policy is requiring, then you can either sign up, they may deny it. If somebody has a medical diagnosis such as dementia or Alzheimer's, unfortunately, it's too late to obtain the policy. However, if you do have the policy, then that's something that uh, residential care communities such as Rise Paradise can help initiate and get started. So that so Rise, just for the record, Rise Paradise does accept long-term care policy. Yes. Is there any deductible uh, if you have the policy? I heard there's like sometimes 90 days, 120 days. Can you uh, speak on, on that behalf a little so, bit? So again, it depends on the actual policy that somebody would have. If you have a policy, for instance, CalPERS is one of the insurance policies. They do require a 90-day probationary period. So you would move into such as uh, Rias Paradise. We would open up the claim and then they require you to pay the first 90 days Mm -hmm. out of pocket before the insurance company kicks in. Once the insurance company kicks in, then they take over whatever your benefit is, whether it's 100% of the coverage that Rias is charging versus the long-term care policy or a portion of it, but they take over the payments from there. Good to know. Thank you. Um, Now, there's... um those who have Medicare benefits and they end up in a skilled nursing facility, there's this thing going on that they say there's only 100-day coverage that the Medicare will reimburse. And then after that, is it? Uh, can you explain to us what happens after 100 days? Is that the limit? Because I, I hear a lot of time people ask, uh, what happens if my mom goes to a skilled nursing facility? I, I know uh, Medicare will pay. So I just want to make sure that people understand that Medicare will pay, but there is a limit. Can you please explain that in, in more detail? Absolutely. So the confusion always arises when somebody goes to the hospital and then they are at the hospital and the doctor says, well, you qualify to go to a skilled nursing facility and you have 100 days. Most people will get confused with, oh, I have 100 days and that means that I can go to a skilled nursing facility and Medicare is going to pay. Well, unfortunately, they don't read you the fine print. So Medicare requires you to have uh, criteria such as you require physical therapy, you require IV therapy, you have a wound that is a stage three or more, you are diabetic and your blood sugars are out of control, um, and or you need physical therapy. Again, all of these are um, ordered by the physician and you need the certain criteria to be able to go to a skilled nursing facility. Now, when you get into the 100 days, uh, again, everybody says, I have 100 days, why can I use them? I'll give you an example. Your loved one went to the hospital, they were there for three days, the physician sends you to a skilled nursing slash convalescent slash rehab center. The rehab center then says, well, we're going to start physical therapy, but your loved one is really not cooperating. And uh, two weeks went by and they say that this is it. There's no more coverage because your loved one has plateaued and or cannot benefit from physical therapy anymore. The family member will then turn around and say, but I have 100 days. Well, the only coverage that you have under Medicare to meet the criteria for 100 days is the physical therapy based on the five that I just gave to you. So therefore, if after two weeks, your loved one is not a, uh, benefiting from physical therapy, your Medicare coverage ends. But but it's not strictly uh, physical therapy. It can be also for medical necessity. As I indicated, mm-hmm. you could have a feeding tube. Mm-hmm. And the feeding tube, yes, it would cover 100 days, up to 100 days. 
You could have a wound that is a stage three or more that needs a registered nurse. You could have IV therapy. Again, IV, no one's going to be on an IV for 100 days. You're going to be on an IV for most 10, 14 days, and then you're off. After you're off your IV therapy, then what is what other criteria do you have for Medicare to continue your coverage? I see. So technically, 100 days is pretty much your limit. That and, is uh, on, on, on a base case scenario. That is correct. Got it. Well, uh, that's it for today's podcast. Um, if you have any more questions, this podcast will be on many platforms, including our website. Feel free to visit our website at www.riasparadise.com. We want to wish you and everyone a happy and a safe new year, and we will reconnect with you early 2021. Thank you. Thank you.